truth. What is truth? Truth is reality. It can be confirmed by evidence. It is verifiable. And we seek to find it. Welcome to Euphonaut Radio. Euphonaut Radio is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the matrix to examine the worlds of ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Euphonaut Radio. Only on PSN Radio. Monday night, Euphonaut Radio. Where else would you want to be? Jesse Randolph out the helm here in Portland, Oregon. Down here in the actual real bunker. I know a lot of people say they're in a bunker. I'm in a bunker! got to get a webcam to show you one day. The other guys in L.A. and stuff, they're full of shit. Anyways, we've got a show lined up for you tonight. Wow. It's 420. I've got the Angel of Ufology to my right, correct, Angel? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. We love that. Uh, We've been doing lots of tweaks and wire checking and redos and getting all ready for the show tonight because we have some things that we want to do that I know you're going to be excited about. I'm very excited about this new format we're trying to devise here to try to take the show to another level. And tonight we're going to be discussing Stan Romanek, the case. And what I wanted to do tonight was bring in Stan Romanek. I wanted to bring in Lisa Romanek. I wanted to bring in the attorneys. I wanted to bring in everyone. Now, granted, it's Thursday night. This is our new night, which is exciting, too, because Monday nights really suck. Uh, I don't know who feels like doing a show on Monday night except for people that are paid to do it, perhaps. As for me, Monday is my least favorite day of the week, and uh, I begged and pleaded with Angel, the owner of PSN, if we could switch to Thursdays, and he obliged, and here we are, and then... I told him I wanted to do a lot of new audio stuff, and he obliged as well. So thank you for doing that, Angel. I'm pretty excited about tonight. He really did beg, though. Just letting everybody know, he really begged. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. He growled. Because I'm like, please, pretty please. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, I know that we can take it to another level, and we just needed a couple of tweaks and stuff. I had to be a little less lazy, and here we are. Oh, yeah. I think... <laughs> You know, if you haven't heard, first of all, welcome everybody, 420. If you're not hip to what 420 is all about, you're going to want to hear it directly from Angel's mouth. Go ahead and tell him, Angel. Well, 420 is the celebration of Abraham Lincoln Day here in America. <laughs> we celebrate the penny because the penny is a shiny example of Americana. Yes, it's also a, a really good excuse to smoke weed all fucking day. Oh, well, there's that too, yes. Yes, there's the pot that goes along with the with the penny, and then you smoke it, and you get high. And maybe that's why I forgot to say that, because I was high. Oh, was Lincoln a pothead or something? I think he was. I mean, look at that beard he had, you know, he's a little scruffy. And he was, he was supposed to be pretty cool, too. I, yeah. I, saw, his, uh, I saw his bed once. Oh, yeah? He has this little bed, and he was this big guy. It was really weird. Hmm. Um, they didn't have like 
custom-made beds, I guess, back then for big people. Anywho. Well, he, was uh, tall, like, he was tall and scrawny, though, right? He wasn't, like, big. Like, he wasn't a fat dude. No, he wasn't. He was a tall, thin man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he, like, sleeping so here, in a small bed yeah. in a fetal position or something. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 420. That means you are legally allowed and you're given a pass for being high anywhere you fucking like today, tonight, and uh, rejoice. And uh, obviously this show is a pro-marijuana compliant program. We all seem to... I I, I don't preach about marijuana, of course, but I have done... Go go ahead, Angel. You want to preach about it? Boys and girls, girls and boys... That's right. Uh, calm yeah. down, calm down. Yes, 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 yes. We're all here happened. gathered on 420 to all enjoy the beautiful nature's given gift of the marijuana plant. <laughs> I'm sure that you can follow along with me here and understand that this is a nature-given, God-given, maybe even perhaps extraterrestrial-induced plant that was put here on earth for us to enjoy and consume on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Can I get a name man from the congregation? Yeah. yeah. No, I think you kind of summed it up perfectly. It really is something that the, the world needs to get on board with, and maybe we won't blow each other up in the next uh, few months. But the odds of that happening are very small when you have a uh, new government coming in, uh, and uh, from what I hear through the grapevine, they're going to go after weed again, Angel. They're going to come after weed again. Jeff Sessions is coming after weed. And I don't understand it. I think it should be a very small priority. But here they are, coming after podheads. Who flipping cares? Let people smoke weed. Let's think about it. Uh, nobody gets into fights stoned. Nobody nope. usually gets into accidents stoned. Nope. Well, I mean, I, I haven't really heard of them going after weed, per se. I know they're trying to, like, curve the uh, whole illegal, uh, you know, illegals oh. bringing drugs into the country thing. But uh, They are trying to outlaw, uh, you know, keep in mind, it's a state law right now, as you, as most people know. So right. uh, the feds still want to keep it illegal across the board. Well, they, yeah, so. but see, they've been, they've been saying that since before even Trump was in office. That the feds still are kind of like, you know, they want to make it illegal or they're looking down. But also they also said that they're not going to interfere with state-to-state laws and they're going to just let it ride out. And, and even Trump said that early on about the uh, the whole marijuana issue, that he's going to let just the states uh, decide for themselves. Like he's not going to like, really uh, you know, interfere with anything that's been done. Or, or he, I mean, he said that like right after the election. He said that well, about that and about abortion and a bunch of other things. So cross our fingers. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't uh, think honestly, I don't think he's gonna go out of his way to mess with everybody. That's just because I mean, you don't want to alienate the entire planet if you want to run for re-election in a few years. That's first of all, and second of all, uh, about I would say ninety percent of the uh, United States either smokes pot or needs pot for medical reasons, you know, that are legit or for whatever reason. But I, I would say at least ninety percent of the population in the U.S. one form or another right now is getting marijuana through some kind of treatment or just for you know recreational reasons. Uh, either way, uh, it's it's very popular. There's a lot of money to be made from it. It's not something that is like dangerous, like a cigarette or or, or alcohol. Uh, it's actually good for you. 
has medical purposes yes. that are actually really, really good for you. So yeah, it'll it'll be ridiculous right. for them to like even go after uh, after weed. And I guarantee that's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to waste their time with Jim, uh, Kim Jong Un and then go flip it over to like some marijuana joint. So I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. It's funny you bring up North Korea where right marijuana is currently legal. I know, right? I know. Yeah, maybe we got to move to North Korea and smoke them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, before they uh, nuke them. <laughs> if if I had a few wishes, uh, I I th- I really, you know, there's a good show on Vice called Weed a Kit. Nice, right? It's very cool, and it kind of discusses the political implications of, for instance, people who are sick trying to get medicated uh, legally and things of that nature, especially for their children if they're using right. ash oil and things of that nature, right? Right, uh, right. Which looks like the black stuff in X Files, so it's kind of creepy, but. I've done shows. Uh, in fact, one of the companies, Phoenix Tears, I forget where they're at, of Utah or Colorado or something. This is what they do. These are doctors that are experimenting with marijuana as cancer treatment, etc. And uh, I am fully behind it. But the, the biggest reason to utilize marijuana, uh, I think right now, is to stop this horrible opioid epidemic. And the way to do it, in my opinion, because I've seen it done on Vice, which I love, by the way, um, is that they'll take heroin junkies and opioid junkies, they'll bring them to this special rehab in the woods, because it's not legal what they do, and they know how to medicate these people with marijuana to get them over the hump as they're detoxing. You catch me? So so you you get them really high off weed, incredibly to the point to, to the point that they're not asking for heroin anymore because they're so, like, baked out of their minds. I like it. Exactly. It, it Where can I sign most... up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not, you're not a junkie, but... I'm the, not. The I thing... pretend. I act it. I'm an actor. If you think about it right now, <laughs> I'm also an intervention junkie. I watch all the interventions. And uh, one thing that's really weird is if you smoke pot while you watch intervention, you feel guilty. It's kind of weird. But anyway, I watch all of them. So I'm kind of a semi-expert on the whole process. And one of the worst issues that they have is that these kids who want to get off of age or um, they want to get off of, uh, let's just take heroin, which is rampant right now. Um, they'll send them over to get what? What are, they, what are they allowed to get to get off the heroin right now, Angel? Uh, what, oxycodone, which is more heroin? No, they're allowed what? to go down to the clinic and get the liquid stuff, right? Okay. They can get on that. Uh, uh, well, basically, I, I, it slips. It slips my mind what it is, but it's a liquid form that's legal of uh, heroin, basically. It's is it morphine? Like no, morphine? it's not morphine. Because uh, it's made out of opiates. It's made out of the same thing as heroin, morphine. Well, and no, it no, kill, it, and it kills you just as quick, by the way. No, it's it's not a morphine. It's a it's it's an actual uh, drink, and they go down. They're allowed to get a little bit of it each day. It's ridiculous. So you got all these kids going out to the clinic to get their 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 fix, basically legal fix from the clinic. Instead, uh, what happens is they end up getting addicted to that. They can't get off that. Then they go back to H when they can't get that from the clinic, or they get cut off. It's a vicious cycle. Um, if anybody um, remembers what the stuff's called, go ahead and type it in. I, I, it, 
it eludes me. But uh, with the marijuana... Divine pre- Testicles in the chat room says uh, DHB? No, no, no. This is, uh, this is a chemical uh, liquid that folks are allowed to go get at a medical clinic if they are uh, trying to detox off of heroin. I can't believe I'm forgetting. It's probably because it's 420, but... Yeah, um, probably. But the uh, <coughs> side effects, of course, sometimes can be memory loss. Um, but anyways, these folks can go down and get a fix that'll make them feel a little better, but it's basically getting them high, and now they're addicted to that. Now, if they got them, let's say, uh, addicted to marijuana as a way to cope, uh, there's plenty of people in the past that have, you know, proclaimed it to save their lives, a la Willie Nelson and people like that, that were so addicted to alcohol that the only way he was able to switch vices was with marijuana. Because there really isn't another vice that makes sense that'll be okay for the rest of your life. So without preaching, uh, I really hope that vice, who's doing a great job of educating people, will stay the course. I mean, who can think, Angel, in 2017... You can turn on cable and watch programs all about marijuana. It's pretty cool. And how to cook with marijuana. Yep. They have a new Love cooking it. show. Okay. They have a new edible show. Um, I can't say more about Vice right now. I really like what they're doing. I know it's sometimes hipster bullshit and sometimes it's kind of NPR-ish and kind of lame. But for the most part, you've got uh, – some really great people involved, and they're willing to go to some really crazy places and bring the news, real, like, raw news, which I appreciate. So thanks to them. Uh, in other news, I'm not going to get into the whole debacle that's going on at uh, Fox News because that doesn't really make sense for us. What we do here is discuss the latest happenings in ufology, exopolitics, paranormal, the strange, as you know. And what we've been doing in the past few weeks is discussing the Stan Romanek trial that's coming up uh, in August. And I finally got a firm date, and I, I wanted to bring you tonight, and that's why the title of this show is Stan Romanek in his own words, is that I thought, you know, enough paraphrasing. Let's start getting some videos and audio and some interviews of Stan, if they exist, and sure enough, if you do your research, it's not all over the place by any means, but we did uh, manage to find some very uh, good audio to listen to, to for, for some of these explanations. Because, I don't know, if, if you haven't heard it, uh, the other night on Skywatchers, uh, uh, a few nights ago I was on and we discussed a lot about the case, the implications with ufology as far as the implications it might have on other researchers or as a stigma to a subject that is already uh, stigmatized. So how do we handle this? Well, most of what I've seen, and I criticized the community for it, was that people were mostly turning their backs and ignoring it. And the reason I think that that is probably a mistake and kind of – I want to say wimpy, is because it's semi-hypocritical, and I think you'll see what I mean in a moment. So what we want to do tonight uh, is lay out for you the latest information on what's going on in the Stan Romanek trial. That's first and foremost. What the hell is going on? Okay, A lot of people don't know. They don't really understand how big this is, and I keep talking about it because 
it's beyond huge. We're talking about an eight-day possible trial, jury trial, okay? You just saw in the news the Aaron Hernandez trial, which lasted, I don't know, Angel, how long did that last? A couple months? Uh, at least a few months. I mean, this right? could drag on uh, more than eight days. This could go you know, beyond that, it, depending on uh, how many names are involved, you know, what... Uh, some of the players that we haven't heard of yet are, uh, and who, you know, who he was trading this information with pictures with. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot, you know, layers to this that, you know, this could last more than eight days. This is go, this easy to, could be a, a two or three month trial, uh, similar to the Aaron Hernandez or the OJ Simpson trial or something like that where it lasts a few months if they drag it on in court, uh, which I, I wouldn't doubt. They do that. I mean, especially if the uh, you know the prosecution attorney, prosecutors have enough evidence against them, uh, they're gonna, they're going to want to go through a lot of it just to make sure that this sticks, and uh, they're going to go through every single piece of evidence very carefully for the jury to understand what's going on and what they have on them, because a lot of this stuff could be seen also as circumstantial, unless the, he's actually in the photographs or you know he's doing something uh, other than just having you know some pictures on his computer that are naughty, you know. Well, there's that, and then there's this other facet to this case, which is semi – I think it's fascinating, actually, which is that the lead detective testifying in the Romanek case, uh, his, his name happens to be Brian Koopman. He's currently facing criminal charges related to another case he investigated, and that trial starts in April. No, so, no kidding. Yeah, that's why I wanted to take a step back when I said I took some time off the other night. And say, what the hell is really going on here? Because if Stan is just saying that his defense and his attorneys, his defense is that, hey, uh, there's uh, governments are coming after me because I, I met aliens. You know, OK, that that to me sounded like a pretty lame defense, although I didn't know the specifics yet, of course. But now after doing some digging, I see that there actually is uh, some corruption that they claim. And they believe that they have proof. So, you know, it's kind of strange that the lead investigator is on trial for corruption. And that, that in itself, uh, it raises some stink flags, don't you think? Well, what exactly are we talking about when he's on trial for corruption? I mean, well, I think we're going uh, to uh, try to get down the road uh, on that tonight because I, I, it's not on the tip of my tongue. Uh, right, I think some I mean, of the videos might kind of uh, address your question. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, the reason I ask is because, you know, that's a, a very long-winded, uh, you know, conversation that we can have here. Is it something very simple that he did? Maybe something that it's just because of a case he was involved with? So look, when you're a police officer or when you're a detective or you're in the law, sometimes you're, you know, you're going to have lawsuits thrown against you that are not it's legit. It's not simple. From what so, I can see, it's simple. And I think that's the question, yeah. Afraid. You know, I mean, the bottom line is how much power do the police have? And the answer right. is a lot. I mean, oh, yeah. We, yeah. we talked about this the other night. If somebody wanted to frame somebody, this would be the perfect way to do it. Okay, put horrible stuff on a guy's computer about children. It's the worst of the worst. We talked about it the other night. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to defend Stan Romanek. Okay, they just want to basically say, hey, this guy's disgusting. I knew he was a jerk anyway, and I never believed anything he said. So now he's a pedophile. Great. Well, right. we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to listen to the evidence first. And I say that more shows should have 
the balls to talk about this case and the repercussions and what's coming up because this is happening right now. Okay, I don't want to hear about CE5 bullshit right now. I don't want to hear about the secret space program garbage right now because all that is crap. It's it's fake. So if you talk about fake news, go ahead and listen to Gaia. Go ahead and listen to Coast to Coast where they have people on who remote view uh, the Virgin Islands and uh, Neptune all the time. Okay, and they're going to tell you that uh, the blue avions are bird people and they mm. like to eat Cheetos. You know, I mean, if you like that, that's cool. But if you really want to know what's going on, you followed you right now. It's the Stan fucking Romanek trial. This is the epicenter, in my opinion, unless I'm missing something here, because this is the first time that ufology is going on trial. It's the first time where ufology is going to be a defense. Okay, now I'm not saying that ufology is his defense. His defense is that because of his relationship within the ufological community, ufology community, it's a made up word anyway. uh, It is. That (laughs) this is that because he was in the upper echelon and he was making headway and he was starting to turn a lot of heads and get mainstream that they decided to take him out professionally, not not killing. Okay, and I know people people believe stuff so so easily in this day and age. Sometimes, well, they say, "Oh, lots of people have died from uh, disclosing information." Do they? Can you name anybody? No, they can't name anybody. But they just blindly believe that uh, men in black exist. Have you seen any? No, but you know, I've read so much about them. Well, you know, is it totally inconceivable? That someone would get framed for something because he was trying to put information forth that people didn't want him to say? No, it happens all, it does happen a lot. Okay? Uh, does the government have access to your computers and can they basically do anything they want at any point in time? We know this. We know that they can. Okay? Snowden risked his whole life for it and he's still banished for the rest of time. Nobody cares about that. But you say, oh, the blue avions like Cheetos, they live in Antarctica, and they're our friends, and it's they have all the technology in the world that we can't use, so we should be real pissed off about it. And this is your new guru, Corey Good, who can barely uh, complete a sentence, in my opinion, without getting uh, David Wilcox to, to come in and save him. He's getting better, by the way, because he keeps practicing. Okay? So if you want that stuff... Great, but that's called New Age. That's not ufology. Don't make – you have to make a distinction is what I'm trying to say. Do you understand what I'm saying, Angel? Completely. Okay, so yep. let's get into it. This is going to be a lot of fun, kids. Um, anyone in the chat room, thank you for being here tonight. I love the chat room. You know, uh, let's just talk real quick and give a little plug for PSN chat room. You can be on this thing all day, okay? It's a lot of fun. There's people that have crazy names, and they say funny things. Sometimes they say uh, aggressive things. Sometimes there's a little back-and-forth arguments. Who cares? That's what life is. But, you know, it's nice to have that break during the day where, you know, there's sort of a sect of uh, ufology nuts that you can chat with, even if it's for a couple minutes. Of course, during the show, uh, people pop in and out, sometimes friends, sometimes foes. And that's okay. So uh, check it out if you can. It's on Skype. You can get in there. You can call us as well. 
And that's the whole point of the show tonight. If you have an opinion while we're playing some of these clips, while we're listening to important information about what's going to happen in the next few months, I don't know about you, but I want to know every detail that I can. Look, there's some people who just get busted for fraud. Okay, There's a guy right now named Sean David Morton. Most of you probably know him. Yep. This guy ran an incredible money scam. Okay, he scammed people using so-called psychic powers to get into old ladies' stashes, basically, into their pensions and things of that nature, that he could predict, uh, his claims were that he could predict stocks, etc. And this guy took a lot of money from people. He's been convicted, so I can say it. Okay? He is facing a bunch of time. We're talking big time, major time. I don't want to say how much because I don't know, but we're talking about years, not months, not probation. This guy has already been convicted as far as I know. Uh, in fact, I was just reading about it. Uh, let's bring it up really fast here because uh, I, I like to get my uh, I like to get my facts straight sometimes and I just want to make sure. But it, it was a tax scam uh, initially and his wife as well, which is. You know, 50 family involved. Yep. They were found guilty on 51 fucking charges. Crazy, right? And, and here's the thing is that the jury took two hours. Okay. I mean, this is, it, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, so, you know, I used to enjoy listening to Morton sometimes. Back in the day when I was a kid, he was actually pretty popular. And he was. In fact, I remember the first time I saw him was on uh, Montel Williams back in the early, early 90s. And he was on the same panel with uh, with Travis Walton. And, wow. And uh, he, he was talking about his, uh, you know, his ufology involvement and what he believes and this and that. At no point did he mention anything of uh, of a psychic nature. It was all about his belief in ufology and the stuff that he had been researching at the time and whatnot. And they were talking about, like, early 90s, long time ago. And um, then a few years later, he I saw him on uh, another show. I think it was like on sightings or something like that. And he started getting more into like the whole um, psychic guru type of you know like persona, and yes. he just kept evolving into like a different uh, you know person. And that's when I noticed I was like, oh, this guy's just playing us for a fool. I mean, look if you if you're researching aliens and UFOs, that's great. And if you're, you know, going on stage on whatever platform and you're in a suit and you're presenting yourself as a, a, a real researcher, don't morph into, like, some psychic guru five, six years later when the whole ufology gig doesn't pay off for you. Well, that's try the to thing. Make money that you way. just that's nailed it on the head. That's, that's what he did. The, You just nailed it on the head. And that's what yep. Will Cox is doing. And that's of what course. Guy is doing. They yep. say, how do we morph this into making money? Yep. Because you can't make money in ufology. Let's just uh, read off what they did here. Because... Kids, keep in mind, this is dated uh, April 7th, this mm -hmm. month. Okay, so this is not old news. This is immediate current news, Los Angeles. Right. Yep. Rosa Beach Couple, which is not that far from Venice, where I used to live, found guilty in tax scam and passing fraudulent financial instruments to pay off debts. Federal jury this afternoon convicted a Rosa Beach Couple of a host of charges related to their participation in a scheme that filed fraudulent tax returns with the Eternal Revenue Service, seeking millions of dollars in refunds, and used bogus financial instruments as a way to pay off debt. Sean Morton and his wife, Melissa Morton, 
Each were convicted of one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, two counts each of filing false claims against the United States, and various counts of passing false or fictitious financial instruments. On the fourth day of trial, the jury heard closing arguments, deliberated for almost approximately two hours before issuing the guilty verdicts. Um, basically, uh, there was a th – there's multiple things that they did wrong here, right? But the bottom line is that uh, Sean Morton faces a – guys, I mean, I'm not joking around here. I just wanted to get it right before I said it. Are you ready for this? <sighs> this is heavy. The Mortons are scheduled to be sentenced by United States District Judge Stephen Wilson on June 9th. Okay, let's remember that date, Angel. As a result of today's guilty verdicts, Sean Morton faces a statutory maximum sentence of 650 years in federal prison. 650 years. This is this well, is not Hold on. I just want to tell you the source. I want to tell you the source for this article here. This is the United States Attorney's Office for the uh -huh. Central District of California. This is not, you know, a rag. This is heavy. This is heavy. I mean, this is a radio guy. This is a guy that we've known for years. I've had lunch with him once years ago in L.A. Uh, I used to listen to his program, Strange Universe. I think he might still be on the air sometimes. No, he's I don't know what podcasting. Uh, I mean, I, unless he's uh, getting ready to like go off the air because of this, but uh, he's been doing podcasting in the last uh, year at least, or a couple of years. He's been back on there. But here, here's the thing: uh, you know, this doesn't shock me that he was found guilty this quickly, because supposedly there was a lot of evidence. There was like mountains of evidence against them in this trial. So, and uh, very like good, legit evidence, stuff that stuck. You know, and. Look, it could have happened to a nicer guy, and he's going to have a lot of time in there to think about exactly what he did and how wrong it was and how he, you know, he brought this on himself. Look, I'm a big believer in karma. You do stuff to others, I it'll just, eventually come right back at you and bite you in the ass, and that's exactly what's happening here with Sean David Morton. He played with fire. He played with people's money. He stole and, 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 and did, you know, horrible things to people, and now he's going to pay the price for it, and you know what? It is what it is, man. Well, it is Don't what it the is. Time, you can't do the time, you know what I mean? But but it points out as a warning to all you folks who are, who are going down to, you know, uh, Conscious Life or uh, Contact uh -huh. the Desert is coming up where people are These are the kind of guys that are out there doing, you know, these events. These I was, like, yep. I'm telling you, I was warned about these conventions years ago when I first started getting into ufology by a really good guy, and he's not really around right now, but you might remember this guy. His name's Royce Myers the third, and he runs a website nope. called UFO Watchdog. Oh, okay, yeah, another website. Yep, another site. He's an ex-cop. He's under the radar. He does not like to have a lot of attention drawn to him. If you check out UFO Watchdog, it's been up for years. There are case files on... Basically, he exposes frauds. So if you want to know who's who's fraudulent after a bunch of research, and Morton was at the top of his list. In fact, Morton tried to sue him for uh, libel, and he lost, So, which only encouraged him more to do more. I believe he has a whole section called the Morton Files. So if you want to yep. hear about the specifics, ufowatchdog.com, I, I highly recommend it. Jack Brewer, another great blog person i read uh 
he said he was going to be on the program one night. I wanted him to come on and talk about this case, uh, Stan's case. Um, he's supposedly getting back to me. It's family stuff going on. But um, these are the kind of people that I'm talking about where they're willing to do the research and then pinpoint what's really going on in ufology, not so much what's going on in New Age and ufology or how do we morph the two. We don't want to morph the two. Okay, we don't want to talk about the expanse on this program and then make believe it's ufology. And that's what they're doing in, in the new age culture. They don't need proof. And if you don't need proof, you shouldn't be in the UFO community because then you're you are a new ager. New agers don't need proof. They just need to feel good. Right. You can Correct. go down. To, you can go over to the Gilliland Ranch. Yep. You're going to see a bunch of stuff in the sky. About 90% of it is going to be satellites because you're on top of Mount Adams, uh, Mount Adams, Washington, with clear skies, probably one of the most beautiful spots in the Pac West. Okay? And uh, sure as shit, you're going to have people coming out of there going, man, I saw stuff I couldn't explain. Well, of course you can't explain it because where you live is probably in the metro, and you can't see stuff like that. You're going to see shooting stars. Keep in mind, when I went down to Death Valley once a, a while ago, and I slept on my friend's uh, car hood one night, and it, you really felt like you were in space because the stars were so brilliant and they were surrounding you. So you really felt elevated to some different place. And I saw stuff all night long. What's that? What's that? Is that a planet? Is that a meteor? What the hell is that? Oh, I think it moved. This kind of stuff has to stop. And what's happening is that it's accelerating. So the fake news, which is finally, you know, out there in the mainstream, when we knew about fake news for years because ufology has to deal with fake news every day. Hey, Jess, check out this alien interview. Hey, Jess, here's this sighting I saw. Hey, Jess, what do you think of this picture? Well, you can't believe any of it anymore, right? Because some kid with Maya or some kid with Studio Max can do it. Okay, we've known about that forever. What has happened in the past five years, I've noticed, is that ufology folks, the community at large, is saying, this is boring. There's no new cases. There's no new people. There's no new hot shots. There's no new guard. So we're going to kind of morph over to uh, the New Age folks and try to morph the two with, you know, Gary Cassidy's and um, David Wilcock and uh, Cox and, and Gaia and uh, Conscious Life and Coast to Coast, which is just such a shit show at this point. Everybody knows it, too. It's just this commercial, ridden, sanitized garbage program at this point. And you can't say that unless you're on stations like this where you're like, hey, let's talk about what's really going on. Okay? I don't want to hear George Norrie talk for 60 seconds before I get – 10 minutes of gold commercials about what he thinks about Trump. I could care hmm. less. Who cares? Okay, I, wanna, I, I don't want to hear about his mustache. I don't want to hear about ParanormalDate.com unless Rich G's talking about it because then it's funny. <laughs> but it is just... Look, I understand people have to make a living. I get it. I don't make my living from this any longer. So I'm allowed to speak my mind. And you know what? My I question don't is, yeah. paranormal dating, really, George, really... Really? Exactly. Really? But you know what? If if it makes a buck, these guys are interested. And that's the bottom line. It's not 
look, George Norrie might be the nicest guy in the world. Seth Shostak, I used to say, one of the nicest guys probably. His arrogance, his obsession with the fact that we are – there's no chance that we've been visited is just obscene. The guy refuses to look at evidence usually. When he debates people, he tries to put them on the spot and say, you know, what's the best you got? What's the best you got? Tell me right now. You got 30 seconds kind of thing. Uh, I, I can't say enough about it. So we have to we have to be respectful of people and, and understand that. But at the same time, we're dealing with fake news. We're dealing with mainstream craziness. Now you have people freaking out about the fact that they thought we had all these boats going over to North Korea last week. They weren't there. So nobody felt safe. When if they launched a nuke attack? We weren't safe. They said the boats were over there. We knew they were going to be there in a day or so. They didn't go there. They went to Australia or something. Dan Rather put out a tweet the other day that was monumental. And he was like, I cannot believe that people aren't freaking out about this. So people are in flux. People are paranoid. And I get that. So the New Age community, entertaining, hell yes. I listen to it. I listen to it while I'm doing the dishes. I love it. I listen to Corey Good. I want to hear about blue Smurfs walking around eating Cheetos. Okay, but sounds then, like a good time. Yeah. Then to give this guy a standing ovation and to say in the QA, "Thank you for risking your life for 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 this community and and the world at large." Thank you for what? For chiseling out a new career. In, in New Age and coming up with a concocted story, there is absolutely zero proof to what Corey Good is saying. And he'd have to be the first one to admit it. I've seen him on shows, and they'll ask him it's they'll ask him that question that he never wants to answer, of course, which is and, and, and you know, props to Jimmy Church uh for 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 at least trying to ask some of these at times, although he ends up buddy buddying with them and, and kissing their butts anyway. Because he has to keep them on the program. I get that. Because people like to listen to them. I get that. You have to pretend that what they're saying is legitimate. And that fucking sucks. Okay, so the question is, hey, at what point... And he actually asked this question of Corey recently. If you don't know Corey Good, then I don't know what to tell you. But he's kind of the new guru for the secret space program. Okay? And he's the ambassador... The different alien intelligences, which is, you know, and I'm not putting him down, but if that's the guy we picked, there's something fucking wrong. Okay. Um, the question that Church asked him was, hey, do you think that there will be a point in time? And he's just so ginger about it. Not just, you know, hey, right in your face, man, where's the fucking beef? No. He said, hey, uh, do you think uh, at some point in time there may be uh, a, a time when you can have some sort of concrete, like physical – evidence of what anything of what you're talking about and then there's just like this silence right like this is the question okay that this is in the beginning of the interview this is the heart of the matter if you're a ufologist if you're a new age guy go get a drink you don't care go to the bathroom who cares when he's going to have physical evidence and there's this weird pause because you know they have to practice the answer for this one would think but he didn't practice it very well. I said he's getting better because Wilcox is coaching him. Now, Wilcox, keep in mind, is uh, not only is he the most narcissistic egomaniac I've ever listened to. But, One of them, yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Greer takes the cake. But 
Yeah. Uh, no. This is a guy who, you know, uh, says he's Edward Casey yeah. uh, reincarnated, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, he was addicted to marijuana, and he had this transformation when he went through rehabilitation, <laughs> which is hilarious. I, I, I guess I don't. I know what he's not doing today. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think maybe he needs some at this point. And I'm not trying yep. to be a jerk, but look, if he had a problem, I'm glad it got taken care of. Here was the question: When do you think you might have some physical evidence to back up any of the claims you have made? That means any of the books, any of the videos, any of the Gaia subscriptions, any of the disclosure stuff you've been doing, any of the lectures, and all the money that you have made, when will you have some physical evidence? Long pause. Long pause. Um, there – tough to answer. Uh, there, there will probably be a time uh, in the future, uh, but not right now. Um, I mean, it was the worst answer you ever heard in your life because there is no answer. There is no proof. Okay? There is no physical evidence. There, there is no circumstantial evidence. They're trying to point to Bill Tompkins as a guy, as a way of validating these crazy claims. And of course, everything's in Antarctica. Putin just went there. And, uh, uh the Secretary of Defense went there. Why did he go there on election day? Oh, he went there to let the aliens know and, and the Blue Smurf people who won the election. Is that why John Kerry went to Antarctica on election day? And what's makes your sense. fucking point? It makes no sense. You got Linda Howe jumping around like this is the coolest thing ever. Hey, look, we if you've seen The Thing and, and movies like that, we do clandestine shit in Antarctica, okay? It's a great place to do lots of things if you don't want people to see, okay? It doesn't mean... That that's where the, the, the opening to the interior earth is located. Okay. Now I could be wrong here, but there is no proof to back up any of these. Well, claims. yeah, but here's, and here's a kicker. Antarctica, that's, uh, you know, the, uh, the part of the, uh, flat earth theory where they say that's the edge of the earth and, uh, there's, uh, something past that, but they don't know because it's nothing but snow as so far as I can see. But if you go on top of Antarctica and you drive all the way through all that stuff, it'll take you to either the edge of the earth or into the entrance of the possible hollow earth. So it's one or the other. But a lot of the folks in the flat earth community believe that's why there's such a big thing with Antarctica because no matter where you go south, you're going to hit Antarctica because that's the edge of the, uh, <clears throat> planeta. Look, know, earth. The bottom line is that... Yeah, the flat earth, bottom line. There you go. The flat, Antarctica <laughs> is a great place for these for folks. Snow. For snow. But it's also a great place to, to, to create hoaxes because you can't go there. We used to be able to go to Area 51 and drive there. I did. Did you? And I'm not talking to you, Angel, because I know you haven't. I'm talking to the rest right. of the people out there. I was going to say, you know I haven't. <laughs> Have you been to Edwards Air Force Base? I have. Have you been to Roswell? I have. I'm not I'm not tooting my horn. I'm saying that these places are achievable. You can go there and say, "Yes, that exists." Okay. Okay, I get what you're saying. I'm in the middle of freaking nowhere and this is the largest runway in the world and there's tons of information to back up that there are black secret programs going on at Area 51. Since the 1940s and 50s, if not earlier, in its infantile stage, and are there underground 
facilities? Yes, we know this for a fact. Okay, we have witness testimony, not crazy new age people. Now, getting back to why this is shameful is because, yes, people are making money uh, and they have every right to make money. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a jealous person where I'm like, well, you know, I don't know how much money they're making and I don't care. They shouldn't be making any money without saying that this is for entertainment purposes only. Okay. Now, granted, people can make up their own minds, but I'll, I'll do it again. I'll give you another, for instance, Angel. Stephen Greer, who I enjoy immensely listening to, even though I get a little sick sometimes. Because, again, it's all about me, 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 me. It's so hard for these guys to not talk about what they, I, the I word keeps coming up. I was the first. I was the first. I was the one. It was me. Uh, you know, I mean, the claims about that Greer throws out there, everyone knows over the years. Are, are almost hysterical. You know, I've showed it to people not uh, who aren't in the community, and I've even taken someone to a lecture of his, and he walked out incredibly angry. This was a Stanford grad, very smart guy, and he just said, "This guy is an absolute megalomaniac idiot mm-hmm. who's trying, yep. who's trying to start a cult." Uh, but yeah, it doesn't, there you go. That's, that's it right there. Doesn't yeah. matter. Want to be a fly on the wall at his movie premiere? Yes. I'm dying to see his movie. Are you kidding me? In fact, on the 24th of this month, there is a live stream of the red carpet event in L.A. where he was quick to tell everybody when he was on uh, the radio the other night um, that there's going to be tons of A-listers there. And there's going to be the red carpet, and that's the place to do the premiere in L.A. It's the hip place. Who fucking cares? It's Again, it's ego-driven. And they try to make it seem like it's not, and they try to tell you all the time, oh, I've risked my life, and I've had cancer eight times because of uh, uh, people hitting me with beams and rays, and uh, I've been stalked, and all this garbage. It's not true. It's not true. Let me ask you this, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bash these people because I don't like them personally. I don't know them personally for the most part. This is what is ruining ufology. Okay, this is why Richard Dolan lost a ton of respect because Jaime Musan screwed him. And the rest of the gang who set up a live stream event to rip off people based upon a little doll in a museum that ended up being uh, like a deformed person. That someone who didn't do the fucking due diligence to see right there in plain sight if they did a little bit of homework with a graphic designer like yourself, Angel that they would have seen that this thing was absolutely fake. It was, it, was a, it was a human being. Okay? This was an absolute nightmare. It screwed up a lot of people. It screwed up Don Schmidt, who I actually do know and like. This was, this was a trench guy in the trenches bringing you Roswell, uh, Carey, Mike Carey. Their the reputations are destroyed. They haven't done anything since. Dolan, look, he... he, he uh, He's a smart guy. I like the way he speaks. Uh, but this was terrible. Uh, um, it was. James Spock, a big, mm-hmm. a, a big fan of, and I've, I, yep. I've interviewed numerous times. I love the guy. I love what he does. I know what I saw uh, was one of the best documentaries on ufology. And then he did this crap uh, UFO kind of hunting show, and he looked like an idiot. And he said, this was a piece of shit. It hurt me. 
and, and it hurt me, and it's going to take a while for me to get back on track from this. So you have to be careful. Now, getting back to Greer for a second, do I want to be a fly on the wall? Yeah, I want to see that movie. Because there's not that many good movies that actually have a decent budget about ufology. And Greer is entertaining, okay? But he loves to talk about himself. Let me ask you this. Out of all the CE5 protocol folks who have joined on board here, because it's worldwide, it's global, right? And they're going out there, and they charge people, uh, you know, I don't know how much it is. Let's say it's $2,000. Let's say it's three. It doesn't matter. You go out to Joshua Tree, and they they, they do all kinds of different uh, um, exercises as far as, you know, meditation, and they use lights and such. How much physical evidence in the 20 years they've been doing this, or I don't know exactly how long. It's been a while. Yeah, about 20, 15, 20 around there. You're, you're about there. Angel, how much physical evidence? Have you, have you seen a photo? Have you seen None. anything? Nothing. Zero. Zero. And guess who cares? Nobody. The people who go to these things love it. They have a great fucking time. I think it's, it's a big the, giant orgy is what it is. They get out there and they're like, they all get all sexualized and drunk and. No. So you they, know? They're, they're, they're guruing. Okay. They're going there to try to be saved basically by Greer. He's saying, look, there is another place out there and I can talk to these people. I can call them and show you how to do it. It's like this. It's like games. It's like Ed Dames. Come to my seminars, and I'll teach you how to remote view. Bullshit. Some crazy guy. He's full of crap. None of what he has said on our bell for the past 25 years, Dr. Doom, has come true. You know, it's funny you bring him up because we played uh, the episode, the infamous episode of him on your show, Major Ed Dames. And... Oh, yeah. uh, we played that a few days ago. I don't know if you recall. Actually, uh, one, of, one of the last shows that you didn't make it on air um, that we played a rerun, that was one of the reruns. And uh, that was a debacle like I've never seen before. And it was, you, you want to tell the audience about what happened exactly with uh, Major Ed Dames on UFNR Radio? Well, it's, I, it's pretty I'll, hysterical. It, it's hysterical, but it was also very uh, disheartening. I will say it was. Yep. There's a lot of nice people who are involved in the remote viewing community. Even though I don't believe that remote viewing is valid, I, I have not been shown any evidence of remote viewing being worth a dime. I have asked people to prove it to me in the most uh, calm, gentile way as I can over the years. No one, not, and I mean no one, from Colonel Alexander to Ed Dames to Joseph Mana Eagle. I can keep fucking going because I interviewed all these people. None of them will prove it to me. Well, guess what happened one night? I'm in the studio at KPAM, which is in South Portland. Uh, I go on at night, which I love. I would cruise down there early. I'd get my hamburgers, and I'd usually bring a pizza for the board op, Dylan. And I'd go in there, and I'd look at my music and my notes and such and do my thing. And that particular evening, I had Ed Dames scheduled. Now, Ed Dames, everybody knows, Major Ed Dames. He was part of Stargate. He was, you know, other than that, he's crazy. He obviously had some sort of psychotic break or something because what he did after the military was he spent a lot of his time teaching remote viewing, making uh, different marketing materials to sell, uh, mostly seminars, uh, creating sort of a cult-like following, 
And then the worst part is he started claiming that he could find missing children. This is news to me. I was having him on to discuss Mars. I wanted to talk about Ingo Swan. I wanted to talk about what's going on when you remote view the cosmos. Okay. Um, at the time, Portland was having the most historical missing child case in its entirety, in its history. Okay. The kid's name was Kyron Horman. Still missing, by the way. His father was. Yeah, this is not this is not the hilarious part, by the way. This is not the hilarious. This is the no. truth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hilarious part is. You'll have to tell me. Well, we'll uh, get to the to the end, and I'll let you in. Okay, the, I'm, the, the funny part. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting there. Uh, so I I I will say that Kyron Horman case is probably one of the strangest missing children cases to date. Uh, he went missing from elementary school. Uh, and Skyline over here, which is a very small little elementary school. He was in the class. Nobody knows what the hell happened. This kid is still missing. Uh, affluent parents. And that's it. Uh, it was the single largest manhunt as far as uh, expense. Millions of dollars. Tons of people. Nobody found anything. Okay. Anyways, I wasn't thinking about Kyron Horman. Of course, I see him on the billboards and such, and I'd follow the news. I had no idea that during the show, Ed would interrupt me and claim, uh, proclaim, that he was going to not only find Kyron Horman, that he was going to fly to Portland and show me personally and the FBI and the police where he was. And my mouth dropped because... If you're going to start doing stuff like that, uh, not only are you going down a very slippery slope. I know psychics do this kind of crap, right? And sometimes they get a hit. Yep. I know a couple ones. that have good hits. Yep. Okay? And I will say that one of the ladies, uh, one of the psychics in town here that I had on the air a few weeks prior uh, didn't want to talk about the Kyron Horman case. Why? Because it hits home. People were very concerned. The families were very upset. This is not a huge city. It's a small city. And here comes this idiot who proclaims he's not only going to do that. And I, so I called him on it. And I said, well, that's fantastic. Why don't you come? When are you coming? Well, i got to work some stuff out. Okay. And I held him to it. I don't think he thought I was going to do that. Uh, the interview went south from there because – the phone line started lighting up, and uh, some people would think it was a great interview. I thought I was going to get thrown off the air, uh, the show, after the interview because I thought the manager would be angry and the station. Um, instead, it was quite the opposite. The story took off. People were all of a sudden interested in dames because this heavy-duty uh, major from the Army was going to come and save the day. So the next thing I know – Week passes, a couple of weeks pass. I shoot him a couple of emails. Ed, you know, what's going on? When are you coming? Oh, still trying to work it out. You know, I got to do this, got to do that, la, la, la. Uh, finally, after about a month, I just emailed him and I said, hey, man, this is, this is fucked up. This is bullshit. Okay. He emails me back and says, I sent the information to the police uh, and I will show you what I sent them, but I will redact the coordinates of the map that I gave them. Because you are not in the need to know, basically. So he cut me out, which pissed me off, of course, because I was the vessel this guy used to not only pimp his book, 
that, by the way, George Norrie wrote the forward to, I believe. That's well, the funny part, right there. That Norrie wrote the forward? Yes, because he is involved in everybody's bullshit, and it's yeah, hilarious. It's, it, well, it's just obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I mean, there's... I don't have to start talking about George Norrie, uh, but the point is, is that, hey, this guy said a lot of stuff, so here's where it got crazy. I get this file, and I open it up, and it's a it's a screenshot, uh, whether it's in PowerPoint, I don't know what it was in, but basically he had blacked out the coordinates. But the dummy did not lock the file, okay? So my friend just said, hey, look, I just clicked uh, this button, and it took off all the, the markups. And I said, you did? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm looking at the spots that he said Chiron was located. Okay, and I, I will say that he also uh, uh, told me and the police whether or not he thought that uh, uh, whether or not the child was alive or dead. So this was heavy. So what did I do with this information? I took it a step further. I got a uh, a dog team, a guy who volunteered a search and rescue dog team to go out to these coordinates twice because the first time he was off. The second time, he, he had another map of Forest Park, which is the largest park in Portland. It's huge. Sure enough, nothing, nothing, and nothing. Did Ed ever come to town? No. Did he back up anything he said? No. And I will say this for the first time on the air, and I don't care anymore because I don't make a living from this. I don't care what the repercussions are. I'm allowed to speak freely. My sponsors can kiss my ass, my coffee sponsors or my gold. Or my well, wife. let me just say, as the owner of PSN Radio, I will say this right off the bat. Jesse, say whatever the hell you want. Go ahead. Thank you, 420. Um, what, what, what transpired was that Ed never came to town, and I will say that I got a call from the folks that represent Ed, and they called me per- at, at home. They called me and said, hey, we, we need to talk. And I was like, well, what do we need to talk about? Your guy's a real jerk, and he needs to get out of trying to say he can find missing children because he can't. He cannot do that, and that is beyond despicable. Now, granted, Ed Dames probably believes that he can. So you got to give him credit for that and say, okay, you know, maybe the guy is just deranged. You know, he just lost it, you know, and he's been doing this for a long, long time, and he actually believes it. You know, that just like OJ might actually believe he's innocent and because he's so screwed up in the head. However, these folks represented him and his merchandise. Okay, now, I will say this. They were not very happy. They were not very happy with the interview. I am going to keep some things private because I just I'm just going to because I'm not a total uh, asshole. And I know some people, uh, whether it was Alex Jones or something, would be spewing this stuff. I will say that that company said to me personally, uh, when they said, can we speak off the the record, I said, of course not. I'm a journalist at the time. They said, look, we don't believe he can find missing children either, and we need to to stop that. Uh, I haven't heard – I haven't been following Ed very much, but I will tell you that since this case, I haven't seen him running around proclaiming he can find missing kids. So at the very least – by posting that video, the show that you replayed, uh, 
I hope that I took some part in getting him to take a step back from that that subset of what they claim they can do with this technology. And I've spoken to individuals afterwards uh, who were in Stargate, and they also told me that they cannot find missing children utilizing uh, RV, uh, technical or yeah. whatever fucking kind you want to call it. Whatever the so, bullshit is. By the way, we have to hit a break. We ran over a couple minutes because the story was well, we so good. We got to get back in the stand. So we, well, we, let's, we let's, let's get the break and then we uh, get back at the stand when we come back from break. Oh, exciting. Who else can I yell about? Uh, it's going to exactly. be Exactly. So we're coming back. After the break, we've got Stan Romanek in his own words. I'm going to shut up, believe it or not. I'm going to smoke a ball, maybe, because it's 420, kids. Youth and Out Radio, Monday night, Portland, Oregon. We've got Jesse Randolph at the helm and the angel of ufology, Angel Espino, to my right. We'll be right back after these words from not our sponsors. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy <laughs> shit. That was the... Yeah. Ten seconds of... Uh, no. What are you that was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. Unidentified flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network.
back. Youthin' Out Radio, Jesse Randolph Singer here with the Angel of Ufology, Mr. Espino. And we have just been wrapping up this discussion about the New Age community totally swallowing ufology, folks, and saying it's okay to not need proof. It's okay to have gurus. It's okay to believe in anything that makes you feel good. And look, I'm all for doing stuff that makes you feel good. But you know what? If you want to spend $7 right now in the App Store, you can get the CE5 Dr. Stephen Greer contact app. There you for $7. Go. Does yeah. that mean, Angel, does that mean that, uh, that you can call the, uh, the Blue Smurfavian, uh, ETs, uh, in Antarctica and just talk That's to them the via o- your iPhone? That's the only reason why I'd get that app. Yeah. What are the reasons oh. that I have it? Come on. <laughs> Round of applause for whoever came up with that app. You know what? Somebody buy that for me because I'm absolutely fucking broke this week. But, well, man, so somebody donate it to me because I just want to play with it. But it probably sucks. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to say, hey, man, you know, this this really cool subject, ufology, you know. And, look, I'm not one to to give props to guys like, the Paracast and stuff. But, you know, these are guys that have been doing it for years. And they really wanted to stay true to what the meaning of it is as far as proof and searching out proof. Real, physical evidence, as Ryan Wood would say, hatch covers, bodies, parts, parts. So, you know, that's what bothers me about these new age folks if they just stayed in their corner of the world i wouldn't care hey look john edwards and all those channelers and bashar i've gone to see bashar have you no that's the point i've gone to see these people in person and I, i i really enjoyed them bashar is still a very fun guy to watch have you seen him when he does his metamorphosing into the entity known as Bashar. He's he's really Daryl. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that video. Yep. Thank you on this day and this time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We are so glad to be with you all. You know, it just does this shtick. And when you see it live, what you see is people's faces just beaming. It's like Charlie Manson weirdness, man. Okay? It's fucked up. But if they stayed in their corner away from ufology, I'd be okay. i say, hey. You know, different strokes for different folks, right? No, not when you're trying to swallow our little tiny island of geeks who like proof, hard evidence. And if that means just because you're impatient, because there hasn't been another Roswell yet, it's 2017. So why don't we just believe that there's a secret space program? And it has nothing to do with the fact that there hasn't been another Roswell. We just don't know about it. And they're coming and going to Mars and the Moon and the Lunar, the Lunar Operations Command and all these great places. And guess what? You can come too, and we'll show you how. Come on. That's what pisses me off. Stay away from this subject. Guys, don't believe the hype. Don't feed into it, okay? It's time. Now, the the problem with some of these folks is they're hybrids. They're trying to do two things, okay? The channelers, they stay in their own place. Come on, we know that stuff's just for fun. 
So we got it. We're going to explore this all year, I can tell, because it's getting worse. Okay, when, when, when top people on the lecture tour are guys like Corey Good and David Wilcox, this is a problem. This is a problem. And guys like uh, a Jack Brewer uh, isn't getting the time of day. Okay, when Whitley Strieber uh, is somebody that has a cult-like following and people actually believe the crap that he spews, uh, now he's some sort of you know guru type as well. Because he's gone into meditation and he gets into uh, his workshops and all the BS, man. It's it's fucking bullshit, but I get they have to make a living. I get it, but it pisses me off. Okay, we're here to discuss Dan Romanek tonight. What I wanted to do was say, hey, let's first get you the most up-to-date information. What the fuck is going on? Okay, nobody else wants to talk about it because they're scared, because they're wimpy. Okay, because people of their sponsors will go, no, we don't want you talking about that, you know, that we should give the benefit of the doubt or at least look at this person as innocent till proven guilty. Uh, No, you can't do that, right, if you're on a mainstream station. So Loveland Mann pleads not guilty to child pornography charges. This is Stan Romanek, who will stand a five day jury trial beginning Get this, I finally got it, August 15th. This is, Wait, uh, now it's five days? And how do we go from seven days to five days? What do you, where did you see seven? Earlier you said it was like seven days. Well, I'm seven. reading the fucking article right now. Cause, oh, you know, shit, man. Get your story well, it's 420, it. man. Come on. I said five, good point. seven. That's a good point. I'll give you, I'll give you that one. Thank you. I, need some I will coffee. give you that point. Yeah. You uh-huh. Okay. Thank God, uh... Thank God for coffee. Wow, it's 9 o'clock. Good idea. Okay. Are, are those our listeners? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Get some audio from the chat room or something? Hi, right, guys. All right. Put it on. Come on, guys. All right. This is via the uh, the Herald the out of Loveland, okay, uh, which is where Stan lives. And it's from uh, March 29th. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the most up to date information, and it looks like it's incorrect. This is wild, man. This story gets crazier and crazier. Hang on a second. It's like I, I clicked on the link, and it almost like just changed right in front of me. If I was a new ager, I would be like, "Hey, you know what this means? No, doesn't mean anything. It means I clicked on the wrong link, probably." But, you know, I digress. Thank you. I finally got the right one here. This is new evidence delays hearing on the Stanley Romanek case. This is dated February 17, 2017. A pretrial readiness conference was delayed Friday for 53-year-old Loveland man, Stan Romanek, accused of both possessing and distributing, distributing child pornography, felony sex offenses. Defendant Stan Romanek and his attorneys Theodore and Elizabeth McClintock went into a closed-door meeting with prosecuting attorneys and 8th Judicial District Judge Susan Blanco to discuss additional evidence recently discovered by the prosecution. The case was not called before the court following the meeting. Attorneys on the case will review the evidence before Romanek's next appearance set for 230 on February 24th, which has obviously already happened. An eight-day trial of Romanek, who has refused a plea deal from
from the district attorney's office is scheduled to begin, and that's on March 20th. So that's already happened. Uh, now, it, the reason I wanted to read this one in particular was because I wanted it to point out first that Stan turned down a plea. Okay? And I don't have the information right in front of me, but from what I was reading, it, it was a a good plea. Like, it was probably something that was going to save him time. He had wanted no part of it. Uh, Elizabeth McClintock, who is Romanek's attorney, said the evidence that has surfaced could affect the defense's team's alibi defense it has previously endorsed. Uh-oh. Romanek was arrested in February 2014 following a search of his house by Loveland police executed on suspicion of incriminating files being shared from the defendant's IP address. Okay. Controversy surrounding the case stems from the fact that Detective Brian Koopman of Loveland Police Department led the search of Romanek's home, during which two computers allegedly holding image and video files associated with child pornography were found. Koopman has faced criminal charges alleging misconduct in his police work, but has been found not guilty. Additionally, Two civil suits against Koopman have cost the city of Loveland hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend. Incriminating files on Romanek's computers were reportedly found when Koopman searched Romanek's home in April of 2013 following a tip from a Homeland Security agent who reported she had downloaded eight suspect files from the defendant's home IP address. Romanek, a self-proclaimed UFO and extraterrestrial expert, had his former attorney, Catherine Hay, argued in a previous hearing that he noted LPD of a space organization's harassment of him. Okay, That's LPD, the uh, Loveland Police Department. He notified them that a space organization was harassing him, Okay, which he claimed involved planting, quote, disgusting things, on his computer because of the research he was performing. Now, of course, that sounds absolutely stupid. Uh, I don't believe that Stan Romanek was doing much research at all. I think he he was researching how to uh, run with this story. I mean, uh, honestly, after talking to Stan a few times, uh, and I think most people in their right mind believe that this case is probably fake, and it stinks, and it's always kind of smelled, and now it smells even worse. So I think people just think he's guilty. I will say that it is uh, – there's a case right now. Oh, man. It, again, it eludes me. That's the only negative about 420, Angel. It's once yep. a year. But man, it nails you. Oh, boy. Does it ever. <laughs> somebody, yeah, help boy. Me, somebody help me in the chat room. There's a, a major case right now that is going to be retried. Uh, this was a gentleman who was accused of killing a woman – that came to his junkyard to take pictures of a car, and he was sentenced to prison along with his nephew, uh, accusing them and convicting them of raping the girl repeatedly and then burning her and killing her in a fire pit on the premises. Wow. The point of the case is that HBO did a documentary and uh, pointed out that, well, their viewpoint was that there was a fix involved, that the attorneys also believe that there's a fix involved from the police department, the local police department that planted evidence, 
planted blood evidence, planted DNA, etc. Um, it got so far up the chain, not to mention the nephew who was uh, not the sharpest of tools, it's kind of a simpleton, a uh, young kid too, uh, was coerced very badly in interrogation to admitting guilt and uh, copping to all sorts of things that he never brought up in interrogation that they fed him. This is documented. You can watch it. I don't have it on the tip of my tongue. The point being is that because of that documentary, because of that digging, they might prove and get released, by the way, the nephew is now out of jail pending a new trial, that these things do happen. They, they can happen. That people do get planted with drugs. People do get planted with weapons or whatnot. Things happen. So is Stan really that crazy to be saying that there is a, a snow job going on here? Well, if it wasn't Stan, it would be a little bit more believable perhaps because it's Stan. It makes a very hard pill to swallow. However, everybody was very happy, Angel, to have Stan Romanek on their program when uh, he wasn't attached to this, of course, even though they knew in the back of their minds that it was probably uh, another Jonathan Reed kind of uh, alien burrito story, right? Right, right. But so, I mean, yeah, but the, the thing is, you know, it's not so much only that it's because it's Stan and because we don't believe what you know his alien in the window video. It's not only that; it's that right before this even blew up on him, he was caught hoaxing other things. Uh, you know, his story has always been a little bit weird, and you know, there's been people that have talked about his his interaction with his stepdaughters. In, you know, in private areas and stuff and in conventions and whatnot. And I mean, there's always been a little bit of a weirdness about Stan. And that's why I think people are kind of like, you know, like, it's also look, it's the subject itself. Like you said, anytime you attach pedophilia to anybody, that's going to like, that's one thing that's going to make everybody turn their backs on you because that's, it's the nastiest thing you could do. It really, truly is. So that's, I think, another thing you have to look at. It's not just someone's good stand. It's the subject that he's involved in with right now. There's, well, it's, it's the charges right. that, he's, that are against him. I he, think look, it's that, but I that, also think if this was, uh, I don't want to use anyone's name because I don't want to put that on them. That's how nasty this sticks to people. But if it was somebody well, look, at, look at Michael Jackson. Second. Look at Michael Jackson, for example. Michael Jackson was a loved musician since he was a child. The moment they put pedophilia involved in, in anything, even though it was thrown out of court years later, uh, you know, people still saw him as a weird, creepy pedophile. Hold on. Somebody just, just uh, told me what it is. Making of a Murderer from Netflix. Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, yeah, yeah Sebastian. The, and, and you know the if you know the documentary I speak of, after watching that documentary, there's no doubt in your mind that something fishy is going on. Okay? There's something very fishy going on within the police department in that town. So, you know, is, is it so crazy what Stan's claims are? I don't know. I want to watch and wait and see. That's what I want to know. And I also know that every time I turn on the computer, I am being pried and spied upon. And so is everybody else. And I know that people can take over my computer remotely all the time. In fact, somebody just did about an hour ago to save this show. Guilty. Yep. So, you know, uh, I think people are just afraid to talk about a subject like this. And that's the whole point of why it, it's the, it would be the right one to smear somebody. Am I saying he's innocent? Absolutely not. In fact, what I wanted to do 
is jump into some of the clips. So what we're going to do now is we're going to start playing from the horse's mouth what I've been able to find as far as not only Stan, his wife Lisa, speaking to the uh, officials in the town at one of the uh, commission meetings. Uh, I have an interview here tonight I wanted to go over and talk about uh, from uh, Stan himself. And I think it's uh, pretty interesting. So why don't we just go into it, Angel, and see where we wind up here. If anybody wants to chime in while we're doing this, the whole point is we're not just going to play it in its entirety. I want to pause, discuss. I want you to call in, discuss. This is all about finding out what we think. And that's all it is. And, of course, being entertained as well. So – Let's dig in. Let's dive right in, Angel. Uh, so, which one are we going with first? The uh, Stan Romanek knee or Stan Romanek? Yeah, well, I guess that would be the first one, right? Well, the first one I wanted to do is, uh, of course, Stan, not many of you probably know, was a, uh, I believe it's he's a pan flute player, something like that, like a Zamfir type guy. Remember that guy who looked like Doug Henning? Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He had like a, a really... He was like that. Remember that blind guy who used to sell uh, Esteban? He used to sell his uh-huh. guitar. He used to sell his cheesy guitar late night. Or, the, or, like, or like the Pied Piper who led people to no, uh, no. destruction. <laughs> okay, well, that's what he is. <laughs> okay, so Stan Stan has a record. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, he does now. Rich is in the chat room now. He's angry about something. I don't know. Okay. Uh. Uh. Look, let's do it. Let's play the clip, and f- when it starts, you're going to hear uh, Stan playing some flute music, I mean. And so if you watch the video, you actually see him playing it. Let's let's roll it. I hope. Uh, Hi, my name is John Harrison, and I'm launching this Kickstarter campaign on behalf of and with the permission of Stan and Lisa. That's the one, right? The purpose of this Kickstarter is a Okay, and we'll I, I play that tonight. This is just a gentleman who did a Kickstarter oh. recently. Oh, here we go. There you go. There you go. It's actually quite too. It's difficult because you have a criminal case pending against you, mm-hmm. but I would like to talk to you about something that you put in the Loveland Reporter Herald recently, sure. and um, quoting directly from the article, it says, Romanek, a self-proclaimed UFO expert, alleges a space organization was harassing him and putting disgusting things on his computer because of the work he was doing. Did you... Did you ever tell a reporter, Harold, uh, reporter, that a space agency was harassing you? No. Do you have any idea where they would come up with something like that? Detective Koopman, I'm sure, said that. In fact, I read in one of the reports, he mentioned that in one of the reports regarding my case, um, that I told, supposedly he said I told him, or I don't exactly know where he got it from, but that's absolutely Absolutely unfounded and untrue. Is there any is there any reason that somebody would want to harass you in that way? Oh God, yes, absolutely. When it comes to the UFO phenomenon, there's a lot of people that are frightened, or there are debunkers out there who don't like what you have to say. It's just part of 
part of the you know work that I do. As you've been facing these charges, a lot of your uh, past history has come out sure. about who you are, what you've done in your past, and a lot of times people don't believe it. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you could talk to me about your um, experience with the Olympics. Well, um, I got into cycling. Yeah. Um, just because I needed something different. I was, I was actually a swimmer first, then I was a gymnast. And I was, you know, there was a possibility I was going to go to um, the Olympics for, for gymnastics. It started in high school. And I just decided to take up cycling. There was something about cycling, a freedom um, uh, that cycling offered that nothing else other than skiing. I, I used to race, ski race. And cycling was it for me. And I got heavily involved in cycling, and it just kind of went from there, category two, category one, eventually. And then, you know, I started training at the Olympics. Does he have a button? If I'd be interested in. Yeah, I think if I stop it, it's going to stop the whole clip. Hopefully, that just paused it. Okay, go ahead. Oh, it's okay. I mean, this is the whole point. We want to stop and digest, okay? The woman who was doing this interview, I believe, was his first attorney. Or she's a some sort of political advocate, um, so she's pro Stan, I believe. So it, that's where this is coming from. But you'll notice in this interview that uh, Stan is already saying that he did not say that a space agency was harassing him. Okay, this is something that he is going to say he did not say. So if he's not saying that, Angel, what is his defense going to be? I thought that was his whole defense. So what is he saying? <laughs> I thought that was the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly what I thought too. That this was his whole so defense. So that's why this clip is important. Is it the government directly then doing it? It's not a space agency doing it. So who is it? Exactly. It's very bizarre. And so we're going to replay it. But here's where it gets weird. Uh, and you can just try to find this, the spot we were at if you lost it. But, uh, you know, it starts going into how he was some sort of Olympic cyclist. And, <laughs> I mean, it just gets absolutely bizarre where you're like, is he schizophrenic? Is he – what the hell? It almost seems – oh, at one point he's going to go into his fashion design uh, background, which blew me away. Well, uh, that doesn't shock me because did you see him skip in that video in the uh, Alien in the Window, the little skip he does, little – very Olympic. It's very Olympic of him. Like, he <laughs> skips right over the cables, whatever. Like, ooh, very I Olympian. I did very not. Olympian. But uh, yeah, let's let's get back into it because it really gets uh, weird, man. Oh God, yes. I'm going to smoke Absolutely. another bullet. Let's see what we're at here. The UFO phenomenon. There's a lot of people that are frightened, or there are debunkers out there who don't like what you have to say. It's just part of part of the, you know, work that I do. As you've been facing these charges, a lot of your uh, past history has come out sure. about who you are, what you've done in your past, and a lot of times people don't believe it. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you could talk to me about your um, experience with the Olympics. Well, um, I got into cycling um, just because I needed something different. I was, I was actually a swimmer first, then I was a gymnast, and I was... You know, there was a possibility I was going to go to um, the Olympics for, for gymnastics. It started in high school. And I just decided to take up cycling. There was something about cycling, the freedom um, uh, that cycling offered that nothing else other than skiing. I, I used to race, ski race, and cycling was it for me. 
and I got heavily involved in cycling, and it just kind of went from there, category two, category one, eventually, and then, you know, I started training at the Olympics, and they asked me if I'd be interested in, in, you know, being a cyclist. So I hooked up with a coach there, I hooked up with some, uh, you know, with the training, with the fitness camp there, and that's how it started. And so for people who don't believe what you're saying, do you have any evidence that you oh, yeah. were part of that? Oh, yeah, there's a little little card. I have pictures, too. You know so that, that, what is that card? That's a proof that I was uh, staying at the Olympic Training Center. I was part of the Olympic Center. It says Cycling Federation right on there. And it has your name on it. Yeah, it has my name right on it. Show me some of the photos. Um, there's a few photos that I have from being a cyclist. I gotta get to and as you're looking for those photos, what happened to your uh, Olympic cy cycling dream? Um, there was a massive plane crash in 1991 that involved uh, some of my sports physiology friends, some of my teammates, and my coach. And at that point, I pretty much quit. I gave up. I was devastated by what happened, and I never went back to it. So who is that in the picture? That's my coach, one and of my coaches. And what are you wearing in this? Uh, an Olympic cycling jersey. And is the where's the coach now? He's right there. That's him right there. But where is he today? He's deceased. Because he was on the plane? He was on the plane. I was reading through your some of your medical records that are part of the dis discovery in the criminal case against you. Sure. And it said in 2005, it noted that you had clini clinically dangerous hypoglycemia. What, yes. what is that? Clinically dangerous reactive hypoglycemia. Can you guys start to get the drift of how this trial is mm -hmm. going to go? I mean, this just this interview alone, Angel, this is why we needed to bring this shit right to the audience. I mean, I hear you have glycocalcemia, sir. Like, what's wrong with your blood? We have gone in two minutes <laughs> from him being a professional cyclist, Olympic bound, until he decided to drop it one day because his coach died. Right. That was the only reason. Then, uh, <laughs> now we're getting to his uh, hyper uh, hypoglycemic glycemia, yeah. glycemia, which is low blood sugar. Uh, and but he has a like spastic case of it, so he faints all the time, which you're going to hear about. Which I'm sure he probably ties into his uh, alien uh, intrusions. However, right. uh, I think you're getting the gist of this, folks. We had to get it right from Stan because you cannot paraphrase this shit. It's too it's too wacky. Let's keep going. <laughs> wacky doesn't even start to describe it, folks. I told you he's going to be fun. What causes it, but my blood sugar uh, drops so low that I collapse, that I pass out. And if somebody's not there to help me um, get sugar into my system, either, you know, give me a pop or whatever, I could go into shock. Uh, for whatever reason, my body does not have the ability to deal with the sugar that I have. It's almost... I got to call bullshit right there to uh, his body not having the sugar because sugar, you were hopping around that cable on that video like you had all the sugar in your blood. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this man is putting on the act of all acts right there on that, that little clip, guys, because, uh, you know, he might be diabetic. I know people that are diabetic, and they're very peppy in life. and They're, like, very, you know, outgoing, and they're not like, oh, I'm in my deathbed. Oh, my glycemia is so terrible. My hypoglycemia. Give me a break, dude. Well, look, 
I've it, seen it, him in videos. Still, I've seen him in interviews. He's, he doesn't look like anybody who's like in his deathbed. Like he's trying to describe himself in this. But why are we even talking about this? This is the crazy part. Uh, is that this guy this... who is going to face major charges coming up this year. He is in trouble, big time. And I just maybe have he, this... he, he says he faints a lot, right? That's one of the things uh, he, he claims. Yes, he does. He, he says yeah, that he faints. Uh, and she, uh, I believe, she asked if uh, there are witnesses to his fainting because apparently yeah. he did in a in a Lowe's or something. And I'll talk yeah, he about probably that. faints after like every wank he faints. Hey, I think I listened to this about twelve <laughs> times because it was so amusing, and I couldn't believe how bizarre it was that I had to keep playing it. So uh, I, here we go. Let's go back. Let's go back. It's just my body doesn't know how to deal with sugars. And because of that, have you been? Are you on disability? Yes. I am on disability. In fact, I'm probably one of the only ones in the state of Colorado who's, who's disabled from, um, well, there's other things. Hold on, so this, this guy is on disability money yeah. also, so no wonder he has time to create these little uh, videos like the alien in the window. He's, he's collecting disability. He's home chilling. He's, he's disabled, but he's got a better haircut than me, that's for sure. And, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it gets more and more bizarre. Wow. Keep going. Injury and hypoglycemia are the main reasons for that. So, did you apply for a job at a um, home improvement center recently or in the past few years? I, I did. Um, I was going to help manage a Lowe's when it opened up. I think it was 2005 that it opened up here in Loveland, Colorado. And when you, what happened with that? Um, I was driving a forklift and I passed out. I almost took out some customers. And did somebody see you pass out? Oh yeah. And when I went to the when I went to the doctor, they said your blood sugar is extremely. A bunch of people with a forklift, dude. Out of forklift. What does that have to do with the case? Oh, what does any of this have to do with the case? I told you. I told you. Oh, I passed out at a forklift and almost took out like a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> what does this have to do with child pornography on your computer, dude? Like, oh, is that at an aisle at Lowe's? I don't know. Oh my god, okay. this is hysterical. And is that from a portfolio? Yeah, it was a portfolio that I've long since gone. I still have bits and pieces, but even after that, I ended up becoming a fashion designer. Show me some of your work. Sure. There's a couple of portfolios that I have. I got job offers in the industry, you know, Liz Claiborne. Uh, Do you have proof that Liz Claiborne offered you yeah, a job? Yeah, I've got a, and I'll set a thing to the Fashion Institute. Um, where is it? Well, see, I gotta stop right here. I, I actually like that question that she posed. Uh, if he has any evidence that uh, that uh, Claiborne uh, offered him a job, because what I think what they're trying to do here is they're trying to set up a pattern of either lies, inconsistencies, uh, you know, his demeanor during uh, you know when he has conversations, how he uh, talks about himself. Uh, I think there's a, there's a whole like psychological evaluation really going on with these questions. I agree, and I don't think he's. Well, keep in mind, you just alluded to something important. Stan uh, was uh, subjected to psychiatric evaluations because mm. of the charges and some of the things he was claiming. Uh, 
right. uh, and his actions, etc. Apparently, and he was, and that stalled the trial as well. So the end result was he was uh, approved to stand trial. So know that that's a piece to this puzzle too. I'm telling you, Stan Romanek case is the new OJ. Stan Romanek is the new OJ. It's crazy. Okay, keep going because go. now we're on to his. Uh, uh, he's a fashion designer, and Liz Claiborne uh, tried to hire him, <laughs> and uh, he's hanging out with Andy Warhol. Oh boy! Keep going. Here we go. Liz Claiborne. Liz Claiborne. Show me one of your designs. And I had a scholarship, a partial scholarship to the Paris Fashion Institute, but I was terrified to go. This is ski wears, into uh, active wear in the 80s. This was all stuff in the 80s. Um, and I wanted to work for Spider when it first came out, Spider Ski Wear. These were some of the designs. Um, I did couture. Here's some more designs with actual pictures on it. These are things that I made. They're upside down. Here's a outfit I made. Here's my clothing that I made. That's actually me when I was younger wearing mm -hmm. a suit that I designed. A photo there uh, with you with a flute. What is that about? Um, I was a, Na a Native American flute musician. Um, my heritage, I'm Czechoslovakian or Czech, uh, Czech from the Czech Republic. My parents on my mother's side and my uh, father on my dad's side are Czech and my grandmother was Cree Indian. And that's me. When I had long hair and I played Native American food, I was with RSB Records for a while. So I was, you know, I, I ski race too. I was a bodybuilder when I was younger. You know, there's pictures of me winning trophies and mm -hmm. stuff when I was a bodybuilder. And you were a ski racer. Do you have proof of that? Yeah, I do actually. Um, here's. He was a bodybuilder, yo. Yeah, he, he was a fashion designing body, a bodybuilder. He made a speedos in the 80s. He's into everything. I know, it's crazy. Man, we were a lot younger and I was a lot skinnier then. Why do you like that photo? Because we were happy. I mean, we were unhindered, we were free, we were just, it was the start of a new wonderful life, and she's amazing. What has she been doing to help you since you were charged? Supporting me. How does she do she that? She knows all this is just baloney. She knows it. I mean, I, because of my disability, we're around each other 24-7, I'm around, you know, our whole family, we're, there's always somebody here, you know, and so... She's just, you know, I'm going to say that again. I kind of mm, that's her. Stupid head injury. <laughs> How, what would it be like if you were going through this alone without friends and family? Oh, absolutely terrifying. And it, 
it's weird because a lot of our friends that we had, they know why this happened. Not to do with anything I did, but you know, it's part of, you know, part of people trying to shut you up. I'm sure. What would you want to say to Lisa if you weren't able to talk to her directly right now? Thank you. Thank you for being there for me. Has she ever doubted you? Actually, no. She hasn't. Ever. And neither is my family. Neither are my stepkids. You know, everybody that's close to me now is stuck in there. They know the truth, though. They know what's really going on. You see yourself as a victim? I did at first. I'm just starting to kind of get pissed off now. Mm -hmm. And that's with the help of all the friends and family around me. Um, I feel sorry for the people that are doing this to us because they're so lost. Why they have to lie the way they do means they're sick. I mean, a lot of these people that are doing this are sociopaths or psychopaths. I absolutely believe that, 100%. And there's a lot of indication to prove that. Yeah, and I mean, that is the whole, that's the whole clip. There you go. That's uh, there's a lot there, you know, and yeah. there's more more to come. But like I said, uh, uh, this trial is uh, is coming up in August, okay? Uh, and, and 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 I really am concerned. I'm concerned about what the hell's going to happen. I'm really excited too because, to me, you know, if you were waiting for another Roswell. This isn't Roswell by any means, but it no, is no, no. a very interesting component to the story of ufology because this is a guy who's probably full of crap at the end of the day. I don't believe his story. Uh, who made it to the top of the charts, basically. And now he uh -huh. is right smack dab in the middle of mainstream because mm -hmm. of something very mainstream, which is a crime that gets committed daily by scumbags all over the planet. And he's going to try and use this ufology defense, I thought, until I heard this video clip. So I don't even know what his defense is going to be on August 20th at this point. I really don't know. Do you know? I have no clue. Let's, let's listen to another clip here. Now, keep in mind. His claim is that the cops planted stuff, okay? And there's plenty of people that are like, hey, we're on board with uh, the, the cops being bad guys. Uh, Detective Brian Koopman, it says in this article I'm looking at, was himself facing a Class 4 felony charge, only to be found not guilty on April 28, 2016. Uh, and uh, I don't even think that his that testimony or anything related to that case is going to be allowed in Stan's trial. So that is going to be something that might not even come into play. We don't know. Uh, Stacy Lynn, I have to throw it out there, is uh, an independent investigative journalist, and she's on the scene there, and I get a lot of news from her as far as uh, we don't know each other, but I read what she reports because she's on the scene. She's actually reporting this story, and she's doing a damn good job. And she doesn't have motive. She doesn't have an angle, particularly, right? So it's interesting. 
it's always interesting. Magic men, you know, that sort of thing. We just don't know. We just don't know. Is there any truth to what Stan's saying? I don't know. My gut tells me absolutely not. Right? But am I on pins and needles for August 20th? Yes. Okay, next clip. Not the clip about none the guy. We, none of we got to hear about, like, his hemorrhoids and, like, his time at college when he was a cyclist and when he was in the Harlem Globetrotters. I don't hear about <laughs> He was in the Globetrotters. Like, I don't need to hear about the shit. Let's get to, like, the part where, like, there was porn on his computer and yes. uh, there's evidence saying, look, this is how we got the evidence. This is where you were trading with so-and-so. These are the names involved. And this is how we got the evidence. This is the IP addresses. Because, I mean, that's how you tie all this shit together, which is when you tie it with actual factual data. And that's, you know, I mean, it's fine to hear that he was a cyclist back in, in 1972, but it's irrelevant to what they found on his computer. Not, so. only, not only is it irrelevant, but it makes him look like he's ridiculous. totally in another planet. Yeah, because, ridiculous. You know, not, you know, pardon the phrase, but... I mean, come on. This is heavy stuff. Uh, but, you know, he he does seem as though he is in some sort of distress because he's totally out of it. I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's uh, Xanaxing or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, he, he, almost sounds like he, he's, he almost sounds like he's reverted back to, like, childhood or something. Like, yeah. He sounds like, like, a mate, like, a, like an adult child. There's something to that, maybe. Uh, there's a clip... Uh, and and this is why I want to bring Lisa into play. Okay. Uh, Lisa is talking to like the city council, and somebody allowed her to use her time so she could speak. And mm-hmm. I will say that this clip took me by surprise. And let's see what you think of this. This is Lisa Romanek, if we get the clip, uh, yep. uh, Hi, speaking I'm... to the city council. It, it's either in Fort Collins or Loveland. D-A-N-I. I live in Aurora, and I'm giving my time to Lisa Romanek. My name is Lisa Romanek. <clears throat> Excuse me. R-O-M-A-N-E-K. And the reason Heidi had to give me her time is because my husband can't be in this room with these children. He can't be here to tell you in his own words how much this has devastated our family. The first time I stepped in these. The first time I stepped in these. Let me pause real quick. Have you ever gotten uh, uh, like a vibe from a person just just by looking at their eyes? Well, of course, every day. Okay, when I first looked at Lisa's eyes, and I'm not you know trying to criticize the way she looks or anything, because I'm not uh, Brad Pitt myself. But when I first saw this lady's eyes and the way she smiled at the camera, I instantly saw crazy person. And let me explain what I say by crazy person. What I mean by that, uh, I saw like person who would invent things and be in for whatever the uh, the craziness was that was going on. And I think that she uh, is completely 100% involved in whatever shady individual business was going on in this household with uh, Mr. Romanek. I don't think she's a, a victim in any way, shape, or form. Just my take. Well, I mean, everybody gets a read, like you said, on people. And yeah. sometimes you read it right, sometimes you read it wrong. But you got to read. Okay, fair enough. Crazy person. Here we go. I, I'm going to tell you how I felt after listening to this clip, and I think you might find it interesting. Okay, here we go. Fair enough. That was 17 months ago. I stood here and I begged you to help us, to hear our pleas. 
I explained to you that Detective Brian Koopman was Detective Brian Koopman. Oh, please, please let my husband be around children. And the city. And the city. What's what's going on here? I told you I was not the only victim and more would come forward. These people are victims as much as we are. As much as we are. This whole city is being victimized. Okay. To, to quote uh, the great Seinfeld. Who are these people? Well, I think she's going to get to it. I, I, oh, I, I, I like okay. the clip because I think she's trying to paint what I'm trying to find out, what their defense is going to be. And I think what they are, here's why it doesn't make sense. You'll hear in the clip. Uh, <clears throat> I think they're going to try to say that the cops planted everything. Right. And, but I don't understand what his defense is going to be as to why they planted everything. I thought right. it was going to be because he's some sort of uh, person that has inside information, like a uh, you know free Gary kind of thing. But no, uh, it seems like he's not going to do that. So I'm totally kind of lost here. So let's On let's listen. Level. On some level, Brian Koopman is not acting alone in these crimes against innocent citizens. Luke Hecker, Bill Cahill, Tammy Yellico, other police officers I will not mention right now, Chief Tyser, judges, the DA's office, and the 8th Judicial, and yourselves are, hel are helping Koopman with these crimes. You didn't sit on the witness stand and lie under oath, but he did. You didn't fals falsify reports to get warrants for searches and arrests, but he does. You didn't coerce the officers to lie in their reports like Highland, Areola, and Stuckey. Koopman has coerced these people to lie for him, to make his lies more, more. You all participate by knowingly Allowing this to continue and doing nothing. A lie does not become a truth. Wrong doesn't become right and evil does not become good simply because you believe it and accept it as truth. For a year and a half we've come here month after month. You have evidence of Koopman's crimes. Koopman remains on duty as a detective with, with your blessings. And doing God knows who, God knows what, to, how many more people. People like my husband Stan, like Jeremy Myers, like Alan Menser, like Leroy Wallace, like Tammy Fisher. There's so many more. I'm a personal victim of Brian Koopman. As Mark Stahl said, he twisted my words. My name was tarnished, my integrity, and my honesty was questioned. He twisted my words for his own perverted purposes. And that purpose was to destroy and discredit Tammy Fisher. My children, my grandson. My entire family has been affected by this. My, my children fear daily for our safety.
The Loveland Police Department exists for the purpose of providing an enhanced level of safety in our community, protecting the rights guaranteed to all people in the Constitution, and improving the quality of life of each citizen. That's the LPD mission statement. I don't feel safe. I don't feel protected. My life is being threatened. The most recent threat came in the, in the form of a phone call from an anonymous caller, a vulgar coward who hid behind anonymity. LPD officer Rob Pride and Detective Ryan Ertman deemed that it was a credible threat. And since there are children here, I won't play that for you. Thank you. But I'll tell you without the vulgarness what it said. It says, do you think anything you or Stacy Lynn does is going to make a difference? You're all dead. That's what it said. What will, you, what will it take for you to hear our pleas? Will my death at the hands of this individual who threatens me? Who hold, hold on, I've got to stop it there for a second, Jesse. This is ridiculous. Well, I mean, look, there's something called the Innocence Project, uh, Barry Sheck, and, and people are familiar with it. These are guys that defend and get guys out that have been wrongly convicted of crimes, and they've gotten Understood. plenty of people out. And so, I mean, look, things but happen. How, how These are the same guys. These are the that, same but... guys that have been ridiculed and had the death threats and all that stuff, and they were labeled as scum of the earth. And because of DNA, a lot of these guys have been gotten, uh, uh, have been made free. So I'm not defending Stan. I'm just saying that you know her claims are not as outrageous as. The clip prior, where Stan's talking about his fashion designing weightlifting days. Right, but here, here's where this is ridiculous. What a coincidence that everything that has to do with this case is anonymous. Oh, I got an anonymous phone call threatening me, and they're telling me, oh, you're dead, or something like that. That's not really making a threat. I mean, as far as publicly, you know, they kind of are dead right now because this is a very bad thing they're going through. Um,. I mean, this is, it, it's just like they're crying over like every little detail of every little thing to make a bigger picture. Perhaps. It feels like. But I will say this. Hearing this clip, I'm hearing raw emotion. I'm hearing, and I'm Good talking acting. about the, psych, the psychology involved here. Okay. Good acting. Yeah. Why is she in front of the the city council? I mean, this is where people go when they are absolutely at their wits end. They don't know what to do. Um, and they go to the city council and beg for help, or they beg for some sort of justice, right? Uh, it's not in court. It's not going to do much of anything, really. No, so, but it, create, it creates a record of something they did uh, that's, that, that, to prove in court later on that they were going through this while this was going on, and they did this, and you create little like incidents that you get to pile up as a conspiracy, like him getting beat up and getting those pictures taken of him in the hospital with his lip kind of like a little bit broken up, a little like smeared with blood, and he, like he's putting this look on his face like, oh, poor me, look, you know, feel bad for me. You, you, you add all these little things later on in court, and, and all of a sudden you can build a conspiracy. You see? Yes, I do, and I agree with you. I, I, I think uh, folks in the chat, some...
uh, think I'm defending Stan, and that's not the case. I did explain on Skywatchers the other night that I have a, uh, a criminal defense attorney as a father. For 40 years, he was a practicing attorney. He still lectures to this day in Florida, the, the guy. I mean, he still discusses cases and things of that nature at, at different universities and libraries and such. Uh, just for uh, the point being is that I try to look at it as okay. Is anything he's saying plausible? And yeah. Now keep in mind, Koopman, the detective that they're talking about, was acquitted on his class four felony that he was accused of, which was he was accused, I believe, of trying to uh, influence a, a, a political official or something of that nature. The point being is he was acquitted by a jury. So uh, that doesn't hold a lot of weight to me because the guy was acquitted. Right. And I believe in the criminal justice system. Yes, I do. It is the best one around right now. So I have to believe in that. Do they get it wrong? Sometimes, of course they do. It's the best one around. So I, I put my faith in that because that's what we've got to work with. And I sure as hell wouldn't want to be down the road in prison uh, or facing crimes. Okay. Um, uh, it, was that the end of the clip? No, there's a, a couple more minutes. You want to keep going? Please, because I mean, she, if you if you really try to type, uh, tune into the psychology here, I wanted people. The reason I picked the clip was to to see, okay, what are they claiming? Uh, Lisa is a little bit more on on uh, point, so that's why I wanted people to listen to Lisa. Also, she's a victim. Obviously, she's not being charged, but obviously, her reputation, her family uh, name, etc., her children. They're tarnished. They are in a lot of uh, doo-doo right now. So well, let's listen. Here we, go. we got about five minutes uh, and 30 seconds. Yeah, we're going to wrap up. Clip. We're so going to wrap we'll up. We're going to wrap up after that. So yep. here we go. Let's play the rest Mr. of this, Penning, this thing. He win. Anonymous letters, those threats are credible. Mr. Adams, I'll be the first one to ask you to please do your duty. Fire Detective Koopman. Give the order to Chief Tyser to do so. I am not going to have enough time. Let's set a standard in the city that lying, cheating, dangerous officers won't be tolerated. Let's remind the good officers that we appreciate them for their willingness to protect and serve. Let's show them that we respect them for the oath they took, which reads, may I please finish? Yes. Real quick. On, on my honor, I will never betray my badge, my integrity, my character, or the public trust. I will always have the courage to hold myself and others accountable for our actions. I will always uphold the Constitution, my community, and the agency I serve. Brian Koopman has broken his oath on every single level. Chief Tyser, will you uphold your oath? Do you have the courage to hold him accountable for his actions? Mr. Adams, I'm begging you, do your duty. Protect the citizens, the good LPT officers, and the city. Thank you. Thank you. Which is kind of creepy. And this might, again, please don't take this the wrong way, but if you do, what can I do? Uh, Loveland Police Department, uh, we're doing shakedowns in 2012, is an article I had found on all registered sex offenders. They arrested 12, which is great, right? But check this part out. And this is uh, Brian Koopman. This is the guy that went into Stan's home and conducted this search with the SWAT team, right? Detective Brian Koopman 
who leads the Loveland Police Department on catching traders of child pornography, had technology on his side when he verified the location of sex offenders. Check this part out. With the permission of the offender, he was allowed to plug in a flash drive, okay, and there was a program on the flash drive that would interface with the computer telling him whether or not these registered sex offenders had gone to illicit sexual sites that they were not allowed to go to or or uh, illegal sites, etc., containing uh, child pornography. He used a thumb drive and plugged it into their, into their actual USB port. That is pretty creepy, okay? So in essence, this is what Stan is claiming. Maybe he saw this article, and he said, that's my defense. They came in. They put their thumb drive in and just downloaded stuff in the search, right? Yeah, or yeah, did they take that thumb drive, <laughs> put it in his in his in his computer, and see that he was on all these terrible sites? Which right. which is what this article is kind of confirming. So in essence, my question is: Is this guy Koopman a hero? We don't know. He might be. He might be. Okay, we have to wrap it up. What I wanted to do tonight was bring Stan Romanek to you in his own words, from his family, as much as I could find. There's more. Trust me. Go into Google Land. Go into YouTube Land. You will find it. There is stuff that is really, really, really wacky. I will tell you, the rabbit hole is deep. But we are going to keep on top of this case. I know that the listeners are interested. I know that they think it's important. And I know that they know they're not going to hear it on coast to coast they're not going to hear it on dark matter they're not going to hear it on midnight in the desert or whatever uh wacky show that hoagland's talking about they're not going to hear it those people are not going to talk about it but we're going to talk about it and we're going to keep you up to date each week on what's going on with this case right or wrong right or wrong guilty or innocent we will be discussing how this affects ufology yep i'm your host jesse randolph singer You've been listening yes. to Euphonaut Radio with uh, you have. My, yes, <laughs> with the angel of ufology and the hey. owner, founder of PSN Radio Networks, which I That's urge me. you to listen to all week long because it has some of the most current and pertinent, non-scripted, non-screened, non-pasteurized radio you will ever hear. Until next week. I hope you enjoyed this new format. We will continue to do this. Next week, you're going to love. We're bringing in, and we're going to bring her back, Miss Solaris Blue Raven for you. So don't forget to tune in next Thursday. That's our new time. Yes. You didn't know that. We're bringing her back. She's coming Uh-oh. back. She doesn't want to come back, but she's coming back. She doesn't even know she's going to be here, but she'll be here. She does not. She's going to find out. Trust me. Um, That's coming up next week and some other really groovy tidbits with this new format. Euphonaut Radio Thursday nights. That's 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Correct, Angel? You are correct, sir. Yes. That was a long pause. I didn't know if I got it right. Um, I was coughing. I'm sorry. I was muted. As you can see, we have survived this entire show totally wasted because it's 420. So I've never... I did it on the advice of counsel that I should try it, and I did it. I enjoyed myself, and I really uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks again.